Welcome to the China Flexpad podcast. Hello, Najma. Can you please introduce yourself? My name is Najma. I'm from、uh, Buffalo, New York, a very cold place, and I am a holistic nutritionist practitioner. Why did you choose China as a place to develop your career? In 2016, I got really sick, and I couldn't figure out why. And、uh, I, I figured it out later on in the states that I had a stomach bacteria called H. pylori. And、uh, it's very common in Ch- in China because people share food with chopsticks, like if you're eating out a hot pot. And when I got sick, I went to Western-trained medicine doctors and traditional Chinese-trained doctors, and neither could help me. And I couldn't figure out why it was. I took medication, and at one point, I thought I was a hypochondriac. So I was thinking, there's a lot of people like me in Shanghai, mostly foreigners. And、uh, when I was a teacher in Shanghai, I noticed that the current generation was experiencing a lot more health problems than the previous two. I'll give you an example. I had a student named Viren, and Viren would be out every other week, being pumped full of antibiotics. And、uh, I was just like, this does not sound like a good idea. When I was in school, I learned about the ill effects of antibiotics, and I was like, there's a lot of kids like. And also, like a lot of kids, like Viren, and a lot of children in Shanghai are born via cesarean, which changes their immune system. So, with the knowledge that I learned and with the observations I had in China, I was like, "Oh, China is the right place to be. People really need me over here." How would you describe the challenges for the American community in China? I don't think there are too many challenges. I mean, we have the largest chamber in Shanghai. The last meeting I attended, they said in Asia the fastest growing. The, I think the only challenges are the rift between the two countries, especially this year and last year under the presidency of Donald Trump. It's been harder because it was a, a little bit more smooth sailing under the previous presidency. But generally, Chinese people are very nice to me, and、uh, of course, you have strange people. In both countries, you know, and all over the world, you have easygoing, friendly, lovely people, and then you just meet ones you rather avoid. But generally, I have not gotten any kind of、um, pushback for being American. How did you transition from being a kindergarten teacher to a nutritionist? Well, I just opened a company in Shanghai.、Uh, when I first, before I came back to Shanghai, I was working in a clinic. I'm sorry, in a hospital in the U.S. And I wanted to continue doing that because I really liked clinical work. I had various patients at that time come see me, and they had different problems,、uh, mostly digestive issues, autoimmune. I worked with a lot of old ladies. They had bone density problems. Their bones were very Brutal, and I wanted to work in Shanghai as well to do the same thing, just to do clinical work. And I realized very quickly that when I was sending out resumes to the international hospitals here,、uh, they had a nutritionist or someone or a dietitian, and she or he spoke both Chinese and English. And my Chinese is, for the lack of better, a better word, non-existent. So I was like,、eh, I can't really compete. And then I、um, tried the Chinese hospitals, and they're like,、hmm, what you do is essential, but we do not know how we would 
pay you through government insurance. And I was like, oh yeah. So I decided to open my company. I, that's something I've wanted to do for a very long time, but this was learning uh, my uh, the obstacles that I had in my path. I was like, if I want to stay in China, this is the best way. This is how I will succeed here. Thank you. What pros and cons do you find being a certified young professional in the field versus an English teacher without formal education, but with a good salary? Well, I think you said it at the end, the good salary. I don't have access to that anymore. But the beautiful thing about being an entrepreneur is that you are more engaged a lot of people dislike the year 2020 due to COVID and the upset it has caused their life. Uh, their life. I, on the hand, actually find it more of a blessing because I, uh, it's given me opportunity to focus, to really think, how do I want to, what, where do I see myself in 10 years? What do I want to do with the rest of my life? What are my values? Because of this time, like, especially I was here, during um, the initial stage of quarantine, February until April or so. And I had all this free time. So I did a lot of research on infant formula, which is a going market in Shanghai, in China generally, and just really restructured my life. Uh, and then by then my company had opened. So I was like, okay, time to have boots on the ground. So I think the the only disadvantage of being an entrepreneur in Shanghai is having that access to a salary where you don't have to think, you just go to a job, perform, where being an entrepreneur, you literally have to think all the time. You have to, how can I use my skills to help this person? How can I connect to that person who's got an opportunity that I desperately need and so on and so on. But actually, I'm pretty happy to be an entrepreneur. I don't see it as a bad thing what channels and tricks would you advise using to find an excellent job in china i was previously a teacher so for me i would say jobs found me <laughs> because uh, there's a huge demand for uh, english teachers in shanghai there's a huge demand but the quality of the job is what concerns me. Finding a job is not the difficult part. It's finding a company that you want to work at, a family or children who are open and to you and your background. You understand? So it was never the job for, if you're a native speaker, it's not going to be difficult to find a job. It's finding the right kind of job that won't drive you up the wall. You understand? So I would focus more on finding better job or finding a job that suits you work colleagues that you enjoy working with and a principal and parents you can have honest discussions with and help their children uh, mentally and physically develop because you know they if you have little children you have to teach them like fine motor skills uh such as writing they need to learn how to share the, the one-child policy is changing in Shanghai, but still, you know, parents have one child, so they have to learn how to share with others or how to make friends, how to do group work, that kind of stuff. So I think that's pretty much it. Thank you. How long do you plan to stay in China? If for long, what are your long-term career goals? If not for long, what skills do you that you obtained in China will you uh, use to build a career in another country. I believe I will stay in this country for 
10 years. This, I really like what I do now. And even though it's the beginning, I can just see a path for myself. I, I will, you know, work hard. As when I leave Shanghai, to be honest, I haven't thought that far. I've only thought the first 10, the, the next nine years that I'll be here. But for now, I'm just stuck on making sure that this business is viable and uh, actually you know, earns me money so I can continue to uh, have a life that I want in Shanghai. Thank you very much, Najma. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to the China Flexpad podcast. Visit our website for more exclusive insights at www.chinaflexpad.com. Bye-bye and 再见!